It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the G Family Performance Center here in Edmond, Oklahoma, welcome to another episode of the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G., also known as the Fat Hatter, saying thank you so much for making us a part of your day. And are you recovered yet? Have you recovered from Paul George's 25-point performance in the fourth quarter last night against the Brooklyn Nets? Wow. We're going to try not, we're not going to try and put it in perspective today. Not even going to go down that road of of trying to figure out where Paul George's performance is on the all-time Thunder list. That's for a later show because, quite frankly, I need your help. So if you could just tweet me at LockedOnThunder, give me the five best performances in Thunder history, and we'll see if we can't come to a consensus. I'm not going down that road, but I am going to talk a little bit about what happened in that fourth quarter And why Paul George doing what he did was so important for the Oklahoma City Thunder and what it means for Russell Westbrook. Then comes Russell Westbrook. Because the dude got another triple-double last night and he surpasses Jason Kidd for third on the all-time triple-doubles list. And is there a case to be made that Russell Westbrook is the second-best player in the NBA and we should start looking at him the way most people look at Kevin Durant. I I don't know if there's an argument there or not. I'm going to mine it a little bit on segment number two and discuss it and certainly would love your feedback at Locked On Sooners. And then finally, um, we'll talk a little bit about Steven Adams, Hamadou Diallo played last night. What's the deal with him? Nerlens Noel was fabulous. And then Oklahoma City Thunder fans were in town in full force last night at the Barclays Center, and it was so much fun to hear the OKC chant on national television at the Barclays Center. All that coming up here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, and News Radio 1000 KTOK. And I've covered the Thunder now. We're into the sixth year. I'm into my sixth year of covering the Thunder. Can I say five and a half yet? No, because we're not quite halfway through the NBA basketball season. Um, and hey, if you like what you hear, I would ask that you go to LockedOnThunder.com. We've got all our podcasts archived. You can also go to LockedOnPodcast.com and subscribe via Apple iTunes and rate us five stars if you think we're worth it. Plus, uh, subscribe to Locked On Sooners. I'd really like you to subscribe to that podcast as well and listen to me talk a little OU football. This is the Locked On Thunder podcast. Uh, Paul George's night last night, absolutely Incredible, and I, and I went back and I, I've watched the fourth quarter now. I, I went back and watched it again this morning. I wanted to watch it before before I podcast because last night watching the game, you've got kids, dogs, everything else around, and you just see Paul George going off and putting this team on his back and single handedly winning this game. That's what you saw if you were distracted watching because it was the most obvious thing 
Well, then let's talk about some of maybe the the not more obvious things that were happening last night with Paul George and with the Oklahoma City Thunder. First thing I'd like to point out is that Stephen Adams played well into the fourth quarter, and it wasn't until the last couple of minutes of the game when Billy Donovan decided he was going to go small and ended up putting three guards out there on the on the court. And I always kind of like to consider Paul George a guard. This is a forward with guard tendencies or whatever. But you put three guards out there, Paul George and Jeremy Grant, and not only was it a small lineup, but it was a very quick lineup that Brooklyn just couldn't keep up with. That was that was a lot of you can't. Now, here's the thing with the Thunder. They're so versatile. You can run that. You could probably run that that offense out there, run that group out there for a lot of matchups in the NBA. One of those I think about is, is Golden State when they don't have Boogie in the game. That's, that's maybe the, the lineup that I'd like to see out on the floor against GSW, but it was a lot of fun to watch. The other thing about Paul George, he came in at about the 709 mark of the fourth quarter. Billy had called the timeout after Dennis Schroeder had taken an ill-advised three, and he put Paul George in. And actually, I might be confused on that. That may... No, actually, he Billy did not take that three. Brooklyn took that three, and that's when you saw Paul George and a lot of the starters come back in for Oklahoma City, and he heated up. The thing that's not getting talked about today... When it comes to Paul George, and I know you saw this because I I know how Thunder fans are about watching the game, is that George was doing it on both ends of the floor in that fourth quarter. This wasn't just simply an amazing offensive display. Paul George was playing great defense last night. The Thunder as a whole were playing great defense in that fourth quarter. Now, why it took them almost 40... We go the last 12, 38 minutes to come around. Now that that is another discussion in and of itself. But defensively, I they were absolutely incredible. And Steven Adams made some great moves down in the paint. The the Nets had zero answer for him when he got the ball, and he was showing his moves off. Nerlens Noel was showing a little bit of range, and it. What I saw last night was a team that's ready to compete in the West. About the only thing that you're missing right now is that shooter coming off the bench. And I don't know if the Thunder are going to go out and get him, if that guy's going to be available. But they pretty much have everything you need to make a run in the playoffs. There's not many excuses for that as well. Also watching Paul George do what he did last night, putting this team on his back, I think the timing was important. Because had Paul George done this in one of those first few games of the year, or just one of the games when Russell Westbrook was out, you could make the case that George is doing it, yes, but Russ isn't here, so he's overcompensating, and the team is willing to concede to him. Doing it while Russ was there, and Russ having the presence of mind to understand what was going on with Paul George and him being the hot hand, and that last shot, that that three that three pointer, which took some balls, by the way, for Paul George to take a three pointer when you didn't need a three pointer, that was from a pass from Russ. And I'll give credit to the Thunder guys; they tweeted out, "It's like, hey, you know, don't forget that you know Russ was the guy that that 
gave the assist to Paul George, but it also showed me the one thing that we've been worried about is, does Russ understand when to concede? Does Russ understand when his teammate needs the ball and he doesn't take need to take that last shot? Oh my gosh, it was almost as if angels sung last night when that ball left Russell Westbrook's hands to go to Paul George because Russ does understand it. And then after the game, Russ pouring water on Paul George in front of the camera, uh, probably getting Leslie McCaslin um, soaking wet. I don't know that he would have done that for Kevin Durant. And it's not really even to open up that wound, but I just don't think him and Durant had that kind of relationship. It was business. The opportunity to be friends was there. Kevin turned it down. They had a business relationship. Paul George and Russell Westbrook get along. This team as a whole is an extremely cohesive unit. They are as tight as I have ever seen any Thunder team. And I wasn't here and I wasn't here to cover that team in 2012. So I don't know what the locker room was like. I can tell you my good friend John Rohde will tell you that James Harden was one of the most selfish individuals on this team. And there was a lot of times Harden was more worried about getting his than necessarily what the outcome of the game is. And I trust John. I don't think John would just make something up to throw some sort of hot opinion out there. But that's certainly not the case with these guys. There is not a single guy on this team. I don't think. Now, I'm going to throw that out there. I don't think because sometimes athletes have a way of switching on you when you don't see it coming. But I cannot think of an individual on this team who's going to complain about not getting theirs. And the Thunder, are Billy Donovan is doing a great job of making sure that everybody on this team who needs to be taken care of is getting taken care of. Russ is the ultimate leader. Billy knows not to criticize Russ. He'll walk up to that line, but he'll never flat out criticize Russ during a post-game press conference. He knows how to put Paul in position. Russ knows to pass to Paul. Steven Adams, the Thunder used him last night in the the fourth quarter. The Thunder is starting to figure that out. I think it's a team they're starting to figure out. You can still go to Steven Adams and he can score low. Everybody's getting taken care of. Dennis Schroeder, a a guy that could still be a starter in a lot of of organizations, is getting his as well. And what Billy Donovan has done, Um, Even with Andre Robertson being out, which, man, the more I think about that, the more awkward it gets. You have put together a tight team. And it's just, it's the perfect mix. Perfect mix of not only, it's the perfect mix of, one, versatility, which um, I, I I don't think there are many teams in the NBA that have the versatility that the Thunder do. It's the perfect mix of, of versatility. It's the perfect mix of age. You've got enough vets who know how to steer the young guys and enough young guys who can go hang out together and just do things that young guys do. And just and just when I say vets, I mean, Steven Adams is a vet, but golly, I mean, you watch him last night? The dude was incredible. And remember, he's only 25. He's not even in his prime yet. And you've also got this mix of grit. This is a gritty Thunder team that doesn't get enough credit for being gritty. 
The de- it's not just on the defensive end, but you see these guys going after loose balls where in the past they really didn't. And honestly, I wasn't that critical of the Thunder in the regular season for not going after loose balls because I figured that that's coming around in the playoffs. You've got 82 games to play. Why go out and hurt yourselves? But this is, a, this is also a Thunder team that understands the situation. They know what's going on around them. And they and last night was proof. You could have packed that game in against the Brooklyn Nets. You could have just said, this is one of those nights in the NBA where you lose to a team that sucks. No harm, no foul. You go out and you get them the next night. But they didn't play that way. The Thunder are playing like every single one of these games matters. And it's just... You haven't had a team be this athletic and play this hard as a unit, maybe ever, here in Oklahoma City. Now, if you were around for the 2012, you may dispute that. And you can tell me at Locked on Thunder on Twitter because I would love to hear it. But last night wasn't just simply about Paul George scoring 47. There was so much more to it. And there's still a ton to pa- a ton to unpack in that game that I'm just not going to get to in-, in a matter of 22 minutes. But... Um, when you think about the far-reaching effects of what that game is going to have, it's going to just completely impact this team, A, on what they think they can accomplish on a nightly basis, but B, now Russell knows, everyone else knows, you've got a couple of guys to carry you. And I'm still not sure that there isn't a third out there when the chips are down, that there's somebody else that could come in and do it. And and, and part of me thinks that it needs to be Steven Adams because he's part of the big three, but another part of me thinks it's Dennis Schroeder. And then, um, man, if we've got time today, we'll just talk about how Jeremy Grant's developing as well. But uh, time's very good here in Oklahoma City. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up next here on LOT, Russ will pass Magic Johnson this year for second all-time on the triple-doubles list. So what does that mean for Russell Westbrook? Well, we'll try and tell you on the Locked on Thunder podcast. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We've got another episode of Locked On Sooners we have dropped, and you can get that at LockedOnPodcast.com. LockedOnPodcast.com, yeah, I think is what I said. Uh, also, lock, <laughs> also, you can get that at Google, Stitcher, Spotify, and Alexa, and you can get this podcast at LockedOnThunder.com because it is the Locked On Thunder podcast. Part, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, we're going to be talking about this Paul George thing for a while, so again, tweet me at Locked on Thunder, and try and rank your top five Thunder performances, your all-time top five Thunder performances. This one's got to go in the top five for me. Number one is still Kevin Durant's performance in Toronto a couple of years ago where it was 50 points in 50 minutes. Um, But I'm sure you've got some. Some of Russell Westbrook's more memorable moments. Heck, there may be even somebody else out there that we're not thinking of. 
but I would assume that all your performances are going to have either Kevin Durant or Russell Westbrook in them, possibly James Harden. I guess there's a James Harden performance out there that's fantastic, but give me your top five at Locked On Thunder. So Russell Westbrook gets his 108th triple-double last night, and he gets upstaged by Paul George, and he didn't seem to mind, didn't seem to care, because even on ESPN today, it was Paul George goes off, and oh, Russell Westbrook passes Jason Kidd for third third on the all-time triple-doubles list. And now Russ is just 30 away from surpassing Magic Johnson for second on the all-time triple-doubles list. And the only question is, is does he do it this year? Does it happen next year? And I think eventually he ends up catching and, and, and passes the big O. I said eventually, I think, because I just vehemently declared that Tiger Woods was going to knock off Jack for the most majors by a golfer, and that didn't happen. So, no, I mean, you, you never know what's going to happen with someone's body. But it feels like it's a given that he's going to at least pass Magic Johnson. And Russ, every time Russ succeeds, if you want an example of how players cannot win, Russell Westbrook is a prime example. Because anytime Russ does something incredible, it always tends to take away from his narrative. What, 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 are, what, are, the, what are the old cards that everybody likes to play? Oh, he's selfish. Everybody backs out. We knew Russ was going to average a triple-double, so they let Russ go out and they get all those rebounds in the last game of the year. Okay, that one I actually don't disagree with it because I saw it with my own eyes, and yes, they did it. They they helped Russ get that triple-double. But all those cards, all, all the greatest hits that everybody likes to play with Russell Westbrook, they don't apply this year. They applied in one game, one game so far in this season, And that was the Denver game where Russ decided to take an inordinate amount of threes, shoot the Thunder out of the game, and then he ends up on the court late at night trying to find a shot. And Russ didn't need to find a shot. What Russ needed to find was help. And it's here. And he needed to recognize that help was here. Russ gets it. Okay, last night showed you how far Russell Westbrook has come mature-wise as an NBA player. And he's still not going to get the credit he deserves. Even if Russell Westbrook were to concede every last second shot to Paul George this year, he's still going to have critics that ultimately take away from him and not give him the due that he deserves. And the due that Russell Westbrook deserves is that the guy needs to be in the conversation for second best player in the NBA. You can't really argue against LeBron James at this point. You just can't. There's nobody as versatile, as big, as strong, and can still do the things that he's doing at the age that he's doing it. And Greg Popovich, as much as I can't stand sometimes interviewing the guy when you're just trying to figure out a question to ask him, he's right. Why why is he so hard to guard? It's like, have you watched it? He's LeBron James. It's why you can't guard him. Well, Russell Westbrook's falling into that category. And for as great as Kevin Durant is, one, I, I, I do like the fact that Kevin Durant isn't falling into the Alex Rodriguez category of being just so good that it looks easy and everybody just goes, oh, well, you know, what he's doing is not that spectacular. I like the fact that he isn't falling into that category. That being said, I don't know how you could watch Russell Westbrook and not think that he's not one of the top three players in the NBA. And everybody's going to tell you that it's some sort of combination of LeBron James, Kevin Durant, and Steph Curry. Steph's fabulous. But give me Russ. 
Give me Russ for a few reasons. The big reason I want Russ is because Russ can do more. Now, granted, Russ is going to break down a lot more than Curry, but it isn't exactly like Curry's been um, been extremely healthy his entire career. And I know Curry fits in more with what the NBA is now, and he's got an incredible three-point prowess, and we don't really want Russ taking the three, but Russ's athletic ability and the way that he takes charge of this team and, and how they and how, for the most part, the team feeds off of him, which going back to what we were talking about in the first segment, they were feeding off Paul George last night. And that can't help but make this team get better, to know that there's two guys out there. But at some point, we have to start making the argument that Russell Westbrook could, in fact, be the second-best player in the NBA. And just, the, the the not only are the numbers there, but the results are there with what he's doing with this team. And Russ is proving one guy cannot do it alone unless that guy is LeBron James and you're playing in an Eastern Conference that isn't as tough as the West. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Aaron G. Coming up next, we will close things out um, talking about a few guys that need to be talked about. Nerlens Noel and Hamadou Diallo. Also, just how did Oklahoma City take over New York? Well, we'll explain that as well. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Finishing up here on the Locked on Thunder podcast, I am Eric G. I want to thank you for joining us today and uh, making this podcast so much fun. Russell Westbrook, Oklahoma City win last night against Brooklyn. They got Chicago coming up tonight. And Paul George, Russell Westbrook, each having big nights. But it was very good to see Hamadou Diallo get back on the court. And Billy Donovan saying that he's going to use Hamadou Diallo sparingly until he feels that he's healthy. And you can do that with a rookie. You you, you can kind of put him in and out and, and yo-yo him a little bit compared to some of the other guys. And as long as Alex Abrinas is performing the way he has the last few games, then you don't miss Hamadou Diallo as much. And if Terrence Ferguson can find his stroke and be more consistent, then you can do that as well. But you're going to have to eventually keep working him back in and allowing him to play those minutes throughout the rest of the year because he's got to get used to playing an NBA schedule. And and we know that he's going to hit the rookie wall at some point, but that's just something ultimately you've got to fight through. Nerlens Noel last night going with that mid-range jumper, that's something that he needs to uh, develop, continue to develop, uh, to be a pain in the butt for everybody to have to account for. And last night, it was great to see that. I hope that that is not necessarily the exception to the rule. I get the feeling that it probably is, but I'm hoping that we see more of that out of Nerlens Noel, not only taking those shots, obviously connecting. And then Steven Adams did some great moves around the basket last night. Um, And you're watching his game develop 
here in these 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 next couple of years and the fact that he is not in his prime is just utterly tremendous there is so much upside to Steven Adams it is it's fantastic and every time I every time I watch him this year I just get more and more excited of what we're going to see when this guy is 27 28 years old and I don't put many limits on Steven Adams as much as he is a defined role in the era of positionless basketball I still think there's more to his game that we're going to we're going to see in these next few years uh, that make him one of the best players in the NBA, which he's already, which he already is. And if you are not from Oklahoma City and you're watching that game last night, and you were watching on the package, especially if you were watching on the net, the Nets broadcast, and you heard the OKC chant, and you're wondering why are there so many Oklahoma City fans in town? Well, there's a couple of reasons. One, Oklahoma playing Notre Dame in basketball, and then Kyler Murray and the Heisman Trophy ceremonies on Saturday. I would think you have a lot of people who just went up to New York to just be a part of this spectacular week of Oklahoma sports in New York. I mean, it's, it's great. It's one of those rare trips that's worth taking. It's New York during Christmas time, and then you get to be a part of some really cool things. Um, OU Notre Dame, first time that they had ever played. OU playing in Madison Square Garden. Thunder playing in Brooklyn, and then... Kyler in the Heisman, which I don't know if you can really watch the Heisman anywhere other than a sports bar, but I guess it's cool to be in the town when your guy wins. The other thing that I will say about this, and here's the second reason why you saw a lot, is because the Thunder is proving to be a global brand. And the Thunder have fans that reach far beyond Oklahoma City. They're not just even a regional team. They're a global team. They're a national team. They're a cool team to root for with great road uniforms, and you've got great players to root for, and Russell Westbrook and Paul George, and they may be old hat to us, but for a lot of people around the country who only get to see them, especially on the East Coast once a year, you're going to show up. They're going to wear their jerseys. The Thunder are that team. They fall into that category, and I think it's cool. I think it's cool that you've got kids in New York, kids in Los Angeles, wherever, Wearing the, wearing the words Oklahoma City on their chest. That wraps up today's Locked on Thunder. I am Eric G. Thanking you so much for joining us. We will be back tomorrow getting you ready for the Bulls and the Thunder. And until tomorrow, may God bless you and your family. Everybody love everybody. And peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.